Come on, shop. Well, it's time to record now. Yeah, Wonder Rob, I just can't wait to record now. We met on stage because we like to perform now. We're turtle bros and bashing all of our foes now. It's time to celebrate our energy. With new shows for you to blast every other week. Come on, shop. It's time to let our geeks speak. I hear you, Rob. My geeks speak has crazy tech. We both love Marvel. He loves DC. We're both big nerds since 83. Welcome back, fellow geeks, to another episode of Geek So To Speak podcast, your source for all things geek. We are a geek news podcast. And let me tell you something, whether it's movies, TV shows, video games, comic books, did I say video games? Did I say movies? Did I say TV shows? And also geek news, we're going to talk about it. That's our thing. That's what we do. We bring it to you weekly. That's what I, that's right. We, we try to bring it out about every, we record on Wednesdays. We put the episodes out on Thursdays. There's the occasional delay and we put it out on Fridays, but we bring it to you every week and you can count on that. Now, my name is Shaf and I am one half of this amazing equation that creates all things geek. Now, I could not do what I do without my illustrious co-host, the wonderful Wonder Rob. Say hello, Wonder Rob. That's good alliteration. Thank you. I liked it. Wonderful Wonder Rob. What's up, geeks? You remember me, your boy Rob. How you doing? Good? How's your mom? Great? Fantastic. <laughs> Say hi to your mother for me. <laughs> <laughs> Get that mother's milk. <laughs> that mother's milk. Yeah, so let's introduce this episode. So uh, this is episode 72 for those that are keeping track uh, and put little notches in your bedpost. I don't know what you're talking about, right? Oh, God. So uh, this episode is going to feature a fair amount of geek news stuff that happened this week I gotta say this week not a whole lot of geek news to talk about but we that doesn't mean the episode is gonna suck the episode is still gonna be amazing because we got plenty of great geek news articles we're also then going to provide you our take because we both binge watched in a matter of days hours i literally just finished amazon prime's the boys Ooh, minutes ago yeah literally minutes, minutes ago, ago. <laughs> legit minutes ago. It's fresh on my brain. Uh, so we'll talk about that. And then we also, we put it out on Facebook a little bit earlier today. Uh, we put out some questions, kind of wanted to uh, ask our audience and uh, sort of see what types of topics you wanted us to uh, uh, to cover on future episodes as well as this one. So we're going to start to address a little bit of that in this episode as well and uh, and give some shout outs to those that, uh, that uh, requested or, or suggested it. So uh, definitely, um, one thing we we love to do, and whenever we get a review, we make sure to do this to the max. Oh, it's about to happen <laughs> to the sexy max. Oh boy, oh boy, yeah. hold on, hold on, shop. I gotta take my pants off. Oh, yeah, me too, me too. <laughs> Imagine if this is somebody's first episode. <laughs> what are they doing? 
They're taking their pants <laughs> like, off. I thought they were a geek news podcast. Well, what do you do when you talk about geek news with your friends? Sit there with your pants on like <laughs> like some sort of weirdo? Yeah, like a freaking idiot? Give me a break. I, I imagine the majority of everybody listening to our show does it with no pants. Not in a sex way, but like a comfort. Maximum comfort. And you know, also, for those... Maybe a sex way for some. Yeah, for some. And for those that listen to us on their commutes, I know, we know that you take your pants off before you get in the car, you know, because it's harder to do once you're driving. (laughs) And you sit there with, you know, your thing hanging out the little hole in the front of your boxers. And uh, (laughs) you anxiously await this moment. And this moment is when we take a review that we got from our listeners and we sexify it. Oh boy, Shop. And this this week's uh, review is no no exception to the rule. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Miss Kanai. Miss Kanai. Oh wait, Shop, real quick. Yes, sir. Cue this sexy music. And now. Oh yeah, Miss Kanai. Can I nerd it? That's what she said. That's what she wrote. That's what what she said. (laughs) Oh, God. All right, Miss Kanai, this one's for you. This is a five-star review. For all things geeky, I always turn to this podcast. Oh, and I love, 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 love to hear how passionate these two are Mm. and always be keeping me well informed well informed of course gotta shout out to one of my faves with the sexiest voice ever and then it proceeds to follow up with an emoji of a smiley face with some hearts. And then a smiley face with a smile. And then an emoji with a face and a... <laughs> I don't know exactly what this one looks like. It's kind of like she's uneasy about what she just wrote and maybe a little bit embarrassed by it. But you don't have to be embarrassed, Miss Kanai, because can I just say one thing? Thank you. <laughs> oh, cut the music. Oh, man. The music. Well, first of all, Miss Kanai, thank you for the five-star review, as well as anybody who takes the time to leave a review on iTunes, because no matter what you write, we're going to sexify it, even if it's specifically complimenting Shop <laughs> and leaving me out. You don't think my voice is sexy? It's, it's definitely sexy one, Rob. It's just not as sexy as my voice. And now uh, my voice is extra sexy today because I'm getting over being sick. And so I'm in that lower register and it's coming in real nice. So yeah, so that's that's our sexy review, and we hope uh, our listeners um, reached the plateau that they were looking for. Um, uh, hope you kept your car on the road. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, drive responsibly. Thank you. Um, listen responsibly. 
um, Wonder Rob, what's what's new in your week before we get into? Oh, man. Well, I'm still putting my pants back on. Shop, hold on a second. Come on, <laughs> cut me some slack here. Why don't you just keep them off? That's what I'm doing. Well, you know, you know how it is. I'll tell you. I'll tell you, Shop. This is going to sound like a weird highlight of my week. Like, why would uh, why would somebody talk about food that he ate? But I was very impressed this week, shocked by one particular piece of food. Ooh. And I'm going to tell you why. The The highlight of my entire week was I went to Burger King and I got that Impossible Burger, shop. Oh, my gosh. You know the Impossible Burger. It's that, uh, that fake meat. I don't know what it is. It's like, for all I know, it's just like, like leaves off of a, a pine tree smushed together with some rocks they found on the ground. <laughs> but whatever, because they put that fake burger taste in it. And let me tell you, Shaf, there's an upside and a downside. The upside, I ordered the Impossible Whopper, got it with everything that comes on a Whopper, because I was like, I'm going to taste this. I'm going to give it the old taste test. Got it. Got some onion rings too. But more importantly, chomped down on that burger just chomped it real good and i could not tell the difference shop really? i could not it tasted just like a whopper to me i was i was calling my wife babe it's just like a whopper <laughs> she's like great that's super so great. so burger king achieved the impossible yes good call shop maybe that's why they call it that um <laughs> but here's the downside shop my body is used to, uh, <laughs> let's just say it's become accustomed to things that would normally probably make other people really sick. <laughs> it's true. Your, your <laughs> stomach has got to be like a steel trap. I've got an ironclad stomach because uh, I'm, I'm definitely not one to shy away from trying something new food-wise. Like if I go to a restaurant and they've got something crazy on the menu, I'm like, well, I'll take a side of that and just give it a bite. So, of course, I'm not going to step away from the Impossible Burger, but let me tell you, my body was like, oh, you think the fun ended after you ate that burger? (laughs) Think again. Introducing the Impossible Shits. (laughs) Let me just, I'll just put it this way. I smoked my wife out of the bedroom. (laughs) She was like, I have to open a window. And I was like, well. I regret nothing because that burger was good. She's like, babe, you're being impossible right now. My butt was making impossible smells is what it was. (laughs) And I regret nothing. I will go back and eat one a week uh, to do my part because I'm I'm healthy now. I'm a healthy person. So I'm going to go ahead and eat that. And the the second highlight of my week, Shaf, is that I've been making those levels on Super Mario Maker this week. I sort of dived back into it. And let me tell you, Shaf, and anybody out there listening, if you find my levels on Super Mario Maker 2, you best watch out because it's got heck of booby traps. Um, <laughs> I said that to my wife. I said, do you want to play my my uh, Mario level? It's got heck of booby traps. And she made fun of me for saying hecka. Right. And I was like, I'm quoting, I'm quoting. It's a, it's a sketch from the Lonely Island, a digital short where he, Andy Samberg is talking to Alicia Keys on the phone. He's like, I drew you a maze, but watch out. It's got heck of booby traps. <laughs> <laughs> so that's like my favorite thing to say now. My wife hates it. I keep saying hecka, hecka at her and she absolutely despises it. I'm glad that you explained this, this, uh, this skit because I would not have known it. 
Oh, it's a deep cut. Yeah, it's, definitely <laughs> it's a real deep cut. <laughs> but it's been a good week, Shop. It's been a good week. That and, you know, fatherhood, my boy, he's all right, you know. But Mario Maker, it's pretty good. And the Impossible Burger, even better. Wow. Your week sounds a hell of a lot more interesting because during my days, I've been uh, at my J-O-B. Well, and, um, I've been yeah. in a training all week long. All week long. Okay. And it's For been the what? most the most boring as fuck shit um related to my job. I can't reveal that because Oh, that's right. I know I know what you do. Yeah, I'm kind of a big deal. And if I were to tell that part, then it'd be tipping off the world and I can't really I can't share that. But I can tell that's you that, that what I was learning and this uh this uh week long training sucks balls and I can't wait for it to be done. I've got an assessment on Monday that I've got to pass. And uh, that means your boy Shaf is going to actually have to do some studying, something he hasn't done for many years. Um, I mean, I, I study like geek stuff, but that doesn't really count. <laughs> but nothing important. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like, yeah. So, um, and I'm settling in. I'm settling into uh, becoming a Gilbertian. I've That's been exploring right. uh, the city of Gilbert. And um, I'm finding that just everything that I need is within my reach right now. I've got access to all the stores and restaurants and stuff. That's like all the places I would want to go. Um, uh, living with my bro and his wife and, and my nephew is fantastic. And uh, my, uh, my tuft and needle mattress arrived this week. So your boy Shaf went from a, an air mattress to a real man. <laughs> so he's coming up in the world. All right. Coming up. This is what world. happens, man. You move yeah. to a new place while you're, while you're getting settled before your big new place. Sometimes he got to sleep on the floor. It's true. Not it's you. True. Not you. Tuft and needle. That's, That's how right. you do it. Not a sponsor. <laughs> That's right. I'm rebuilding. I'm rebuilding. He must rebuild. We have the technology. <laughs> All right. So folks, without further ado, let us do do this and get into some of that geek news. Geek news. Nude news. News. All right. Thanks for sticking with us. We have got four juicy articles for you today. Wonder Rob, I'm feeling kind of generous. I'd like you to introduce the first article. Ooh, generous shop. See, this is why we're best friends. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, I'm just going to, here's what I'm going to do, Shop. I'm going to cover my eyes. I'm going to just reach my hand into the old news hat, and I'm going to pull out one at random. Let's see what we got. Oh, Noah, Noah Hawley's Dr. Doom movie is dead again. <laughs> oh, what a surprise, everybody. Okay, so. Uh, let, let me let me fill you in, Shaf, and let me fill our listeners in because they they might not be as well versed in uh, the terrible ideas that Fox has been having before they were uh, scooped up by Disney. So way 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 back in the day, Shaf, when when Fox was still owned by itself and they were riding high on X Men Apocalypse, uh, such a good movie. They were like, you know what? Everybody needs a movie. Everybody needs a movie. So they were like, Gambit needs a movie. And I Don't know, you talk uh, about Gambit in a negative light? I'm not. Hey, I met Gambit. That's the only good one, Sean. All right, all right. Okay. Channing Tatum. Oh, my God. What right. good casting. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, uh, to take a step back. I'm gonna <laughs> no, I'm not being facetious, Sean. This is great. So Gambit, 
at the top of the list, at the top of the food chain, okay? <laughs> then they're like, you know who needs a, a movie? The people have been clamoring for this. Multiple man. Why don't we make a multiple man movie starring James Franco? <laughs> and of course, we were all super psyched about that movie. And then, then they were like, you know who else needs his own movie totally separate from anything he's ever been involved in? Dr. Doom, you guys. Dr. Doom. Now, the thing is, Shaf, we, know, we all know how well the Fantastic Four reboot went. <clears throat> uh, you know, in particular, because I refused to go see it. <laughs> and you begged me. <laughs> you begged me to go see it. And I was like, I refuse. Yeah, well, your days uh, are numbered on that one. Sasha, Malia, uh, <laughs> I refuse to go see Fantastic Four. Uh, uh, is it too late to put this into the stimulus bill? My wife, uh, Michelle. <laughs> but you're right. The my my days of not seeing Fantastic Four the movie are numbered because uh, for our loyal listeners, I'm sure you know that last week Shaw lost a bet in the Superpower Showdown, mm. and now. I didn't think this through. His punishment is also my punishment because we're going to put up a poll soon on our Facebook uh, Geek So To Speak page. Shout out Geek So To Speak podcast on Facebook where ultimately we're going to choose Shaf as... That's your new name, bro. (laughs) Shaf's punishment. And one of the options is going to be Fantastic Four, uh, the recent one. I haven't decided what the other option is going to be yet, Shaf, but I'm going to find something equally as bad to put you through. (laughs) <laughs> I guess I'm going to have to sit through too. So yeah. keep an eye out on that. Eventually, we're going. I guess I'm going to have to rewatch this Fantastic Four. Anyway, any, 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 anyway, you guys. So, long story short, Doom, a Doctor Doom solo flick, the 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 ultimate bad guy in the Fantastic Four universe, and one of the top tier villains in the Marvel universe. Period was going to get his own solo movie after a terrible Fantastic Four, and not. Not super terrible Fantastic Four original. I don't think it was terrible, Shop, but it's certainly not good. <sighs> but I digest. <laughs> so, <laughs> Noah Hawley, um, his plans for this Doom movie uh, apparently are, are not moving forward. So I'm going to read a, a quote from Noah Hawley. He says, I mean, where it stands now, the movie is done and Legion is done. I've taken a little time off because someone told me there's this word vacation, which means you don't work. And that sounds really interesting to me, but you know, I need to circle back to them and announce, um, excuse me, announce that I would love to make it and figure out that if it's something that would be possible, whether or not they have a plan in place for what to do with those characters or whether they are open to my kind of vision for what to do with those characters. But it's sort of on me right now to go push them, which I will do as soon as I come up for air. Now, he's already wrong about one thing, because that's not what vacation means, okay? I know very well from the movie Forrest Gump that vacation is when you go somewhere and you ain't never come back. (laughs) So Deep deep cut with the Forrest Gump quote. Yeah, so if he's going on vacation, that means he can pretty much uh, wish his uh, Doctor Doom movie goodbye, which is basically (laughs) what he's doing, so. (laughs) Well, here's what's interesting about it, because up until recently... 
the the word on the street was this movie was still in production. So I mean, he he teased this movie uh, in 2017 at Comic Con, San Diego Comic Con. Uh, so after the the progress on the Disney Fox deal began to gain traction in 2018, early 2018, uh, it was confirmed the project was still actively in development. And then that following June 2018, he revealed that the script was completed. And then Shaf, get this, in March of this year. Uh, shortly after it was believed this project to be dead, he reaffirmed that it was still very much alive, his words, and that Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige approached him to discuss the progress. Uh, and most recently in June, he even stated that him and Marvel were, quote, still talking about making it. Wow. So I guess uh, things things stopped short pretty fast over at uh, Disney right now. So, I mean, let's be real. With the Fantastic Four on the verge of being part of the MCU, which maybe they'll get introduced in some like backdoor capacity um, during Phase Four, or maybe they'll be left for Phase Five uh, as official, you know, as far as like an official introduction. Um, but you're not going to have Fantastic Four without Doctor Doom. So whether it's Noel Hawley's movie of Doctor Doom or a completely original story script and movie we're going to get Dr. Doom back. I mean, it's going to happen. You, you, I mean, honestly, he's essential for a, a secret war storyline. And I think we're, we're building towards that. So yeah. I say, I say it's going to happen. It just might not be his. That's all. Yeah. I, I, and even if it was a Dr. Doom solo movie, what are you going to do? You're going to make a movie about a villain. The world's like one of the best supervillains, like a movie where everybody loses to the supervillain. He already did that. It's called infinity war. Okay. <laughs> Shoot. Shoot. All right. All right. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to toss the news hat over to you, Shaf. Why don't ooh, you ooh. Okay. So I, I can pick whatever I want. Yeah. Any, anything you want. All right. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. One, two. So I'm going to switch things over to the video game front for a <laughs> because um, I did briefly dust off my Nintendo switch this past week and I oh. play some Marvel ultimate Alliance while my car AC was getting fixed. So I played a little bit of that. I was facing off against Ultron baddies uh, with the help of Thor, Captain Marvel, uh, iron fist and Deadpool was my, was my four, four pack team. Um, my four one man wolf packs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, moving over to the Nintendo front, talking about some news related to the Nintendo Switch. Nintendo, and this news uh, came out as of yesterday, uh, hints that an SNES controller and games are coming to the Nintendo Switch. Ooh. So that's pretty exciting. Um, ready. My body is ready. Right? Uh, so the company filed some documents with the FCC that seem to appoint towards the release of an SNES controller. So this is no strange thing for the Switch. Of course, there's the Switch Pro controller, there's the Joy-Cons, there's the um, the adapter that allows you to bring the Joy-Cons into one controller. They've definitely created peripherals for this game. Uh, I'm sorry, for this system. And this would be no exception to the rule. An SNES controller would be perfect to have some games come out so that you're not trying to make the controls work against the Switch uh, Joy-Con controller. So, now, um, this is not a guarantee that these things are happening, but it does definitely seem to point in this direction. So we saw some pictures, um, some trademark images of the basically the 
the controller itself. Um, so we're seeing kind of some model numbers, um, where it was made, some serial numbers, things like that. So we've got that information. And then in addition to that, there's no games officially mentioned, but it looks like games from the Super Nintendo are planned to be coming out uh, within the Nintendo Switch, potentially on yes. the online service. So mm. that would be pretty awesome. Now, I wonder, Rob, you still have your online service, right? Because you're using the it for um, Mar- uh, Mario Maker 2, right? Yeah, I caved. I caved a while back, actually, <laughs> and tried. I tried the the Nintendo online service. But I think it's like 20 bucks a year, so it's not like totally unreasonable. I mean, if you use it, I guess. I don't. I haven't like played any versus or or online games against anybody i used to play a lot of mario kart 8 when it first came out online because i would uh, i would want to be essentially poning fools i was i was going to sugarcoat it but no i'm not going to sugarcoat it i would (laughs) pwn fools at mario kart 8 online Uh, but that was back when everything was free um but i i joined it because i knew mario maker 2 was going to come out and I knew if I wanted to play the way God intended it, which was essentially to be able to upload the levels online, I'm going to need the service. Plus, plus, plus shop, it comes with a, a Nintendo arcade. So pretty much what this story is implying about the Super Nintendo games the, with the online service, each week or every other week, they're releasing classic NES games on online with the Switch so I can play what I want. As a matter of fact, earlier today, I was just doing a little, I was doing a little Mario Brothers, the original Shaf. Not not Super Mario Brothers, Mario Brothers. And uh, me likey, me likey (laughs) a lot. But this would be great Shaf. I mean, here's the thing. You and I both have the SNES Classic. We even did an episode on it. Like what, a hundred years ago when it first came out, we reviewed that bad boy. Uh, Listeners, do yourself a favor on your next drive after you're done listening to this episode, go back and listen to our SNES classic episode. It's a, it's a classic, no pun intended. Um, and I've got my super Nintendo over here, Shaf off camera. You can't see it, but it's right there. And you know what I was going to do before, before this, uh, article even came out, Shaf, I was having a hankering to play some SimCity. So I think I'm going to, take it out of the shelf. I'm going to plug it on my big monitor on my desk here, and I'm going to play some SimCity. I guess the point I'm trying to make here, Shaf, is that (laughs) I got sidetracked on how much I love things, but the point I'm trying to make here, Shaf, is that if they're coming out with this and they they give me a free library of SNES games online the same way they're doing the NES games, shoot, my wife never may see me again. And that's a blessing in disguise for both of us. So <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Wife, I thought she was coming in. Oh man, I thought it was in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> I love you, babe. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Well, let's see here. What else we got? What else we got? Um, 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 um I'm going to pick. Oh, you're going to take two turns. All right. All right. Yeah. Take Cause I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you finish. Okay. Ooh, you're so. Oh man, best friends. But that's not something you always get to do, right? No, I know because you're selfish. Sometimes you want to be the one to finish. <laughs> sometimes you don't get to finish. So now I'm gonna make sure that you finish. All right, you're so, a good friend. <laughs> all right. So this news uh, is uh, coming off the heels of everyone's clamoring to know more about any DC movies going on. 
And by that's a, that's a joke. <laughs> no one's asking. <laughs> no one cares. Um, but what we will say is that the one movie that people are caring about or one of the movies that people are caring about is the upcoming Suicide Squad, which may or may not be a reboot, may or may not be a sequel. Uh, we don't really know. Uh, it seems no. to be sort of a combination of both of those things. Um, but anyways, James Gunn is currently tied to that, directing, I believe, writing it as well. He tends mm-hmm. to do both whenever he does things. Um, and uh, he was recently, he does these things on Instagram from time to time where his biggest fans reach out to uh, him and slide into his d- DMs and they are they ask him questions, and it's not just like one time that they it's ask. So him. obnoxious! It's, it's kind <laughs> of crazy. Obnoxious. Like he takes a screenshot just to show how many times they just copy and paste the same message into his DMs, and maybe people do it now just because they know what he does with it. But mm-hmm. I would be so fucking angry at my fans if they did this to me. And I'm I'm almost positive you can turn off. Um that you can turn off DMs or like you can only be DM'd by people who follow you. True. I'm pretty sure that's a feature. So this guy, he invites it. <laughs> he really does. They're so obnoxious. But when it happens, Instagram, like when he goes on these answering sprees with the screenshots, I love it. Like I eat it up because it's so funny to me. Yeah. And he'll, he'll usually respond with some little blurb or maybe it's just an emoji or something, but you'll see the timestamps of all the messages that people leave him. And it's really funny because they're all asking him weird questions. But one of the questions that was recently asked was, uh, uh, what wasn't really a question. Well, I was say, yeah. It doesn't look like a question. It looks like it's, it's barely yeah. English really. Uh, but, uh, uh, this was, was there, another, there was no name. Um, uh, Batman scenes in suicide squad, please. Over, over and over and over again. Over Batman, and says, and over again. Batman says a suicide squad place. <laughs> Batman says a suicide squad place. Only if That's you finish your dinner. <laughs> Batman says a suicide squad place. <laughs> so uh, Gunn's response was, you can check out Batman in The Batman, which comes out in June 2021. Hashtag The Suicide Squad will feature mostly, you know, The Suicide Squad. <laughs> so um that was a pretty epic response from james gunn just sort of delivering a little bit of shade right back at this uh this fan um taste it taste it guy <laughs> now this, says it's suicide squad. this does not mean that that batman won't appear but it also doesn't mean that he will appear so i hope that he does not can you imagine how weird it would be? Because the movie itself is a soft reboot, continuation, whatever, right? But it's just all of a sudden it's new Batman. It's Robert Pattinson. It's not Ben Affleck. And he's younger. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm back. <laughs> I'm back, you guys. Who even are you? <laughs> Don't worry about it. I'm Batman. <laughs> My name is Batman and I'm a Dracula. Yeah, it would be very strange to see that moment play out. <laughs> um, but it's reported that Margot Robbie's coming back, right? And Viola Davis, I think. I think so. Even They're even getting back... Um, uh, is his name Jai Courtney? Is that how you pronounce it? Um, it's the guy who played uh, Captain Boomerang. Oh, your favorite. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get... Okay, that... A mo- just a, just a moment, just a momentary rant. All right, so oh, here it comes, here it comes. This is what we've all been waiting for. It, it's an he's an interesting villain. He's really a a flash villain 
as far as I'm aware. He's a flash rogue. And Mm -hmm. Captain Boomerang had this ability to throw out boomerangs. And he would then boomerang people, and then the boomerang would come back to his hand. Mm -hmm. Captain Boomerang in the Suicide Squad has boomerangs. But when he throws them, I don't think any of them ever came back. <laughs> and he was dead within minutes of appearing in that game, in that movie. So that's true. Uh, I forgot. It was such a waste of a person to introduce uh, when there were so many other characters that could have been introduced if they were just plain fodder. Like you knew some of the characters were going to be dead in seconds. Like that one dude with the rope. You're like, oh yeah, there's no chance that you're, you're staying alive through the rest of this movie. Like, that, that just wasn't going to happen. Um, <laughs> the movie is going to have some interesting characters, too. I think there's supposed to be Polka Dot Man and Rat yeah. Ratmaster or something like that. Like, So there's going to be a lot of very interesting uh, characters. Ratmaster? <laughs> potentially uh, potentially um, King Shark, which I hope King Shark is in it. That would actually be pretty cool. So there's hope for Suicide Squad, uh, this uh, this potential reboot with uh, James Gunn. But as far as Batman goes, the Crusader is unlikely to appear. So I'm that's still funny. focusing on Ratmaster. <laughs> I was like, let who's me, Ratmaster, John? Let me, make, let me make sure if I got that right or wrong. Ratmaster. I Googled Ratmaster, and the first thing that it came up was uh, the Ratmaster YouTube. It's like children's music. <laughs> Uh, and then the most popular question why is master splinter a rat (laughs) okay i i did not say it right (laughs) it's rat catcher rat catcher okay i was like i do not know who rat master is (laughs) rat catcher hold on catcher in the rye no my computer's trying to get me to learn this is stupid deleted yeah, Ratcatcher will appear in the upcoming Suicide Squad movie as the newest female member. She was cast in twenty uh, April 2019, Daniela Melchior. Mm. Well, Daniela, I hope you're a good job as Ratcatcher because I don't know nothing. Apparently, Ratcatcher. Ratcatcher's equipment can be found in Arkham Asylum, the video game. What? Uh, a poster advertising Ratcatcher's skills as an exterminator can be seen in Arkham City. What? Um, and Arkham Origins, Ratcatcher's gear can be found at the bar My Alibi. What is this? I'm, I'm Googling this right now. Images. No, not electronic rat mouse rodent zap trapper. It's trying to sell me stuff. Okay, here we go. Uh, Otis Flanagan Pest Control. No, that's not it. Control over an army of sewer rats. That's going to be very... Oh, here it is. Yes, yes, yes. Very gross. I'm I'm ready. Give me a gross Batman movie or a gross Suicide Squad movie. I'm ready. If there's one thing this world needs is more gross things (laughs) in superhero stories. If only there was some show that had extra gross things. (laughs) <laughs> to do with superheroes maybe we'll talk about that later shop that was that was a, a little foreshadowing that was good that was good all right all right so uh, let me let me hit you with the last news story of the day before we dive into the main subject shop uh this one has been a um a subject of debate for a lot of people online and specifically and we'll get too into it, Shafa, one of our mutual friends who got very upset <laughs> over this. Yes. This story. Uh, Disney is set to reboot Fox's Home Alone, along with Night at the Museum, and more for Disney+. Plus. 
So um, I'll go into just the bare, the bare details, and then I want to have a conversation with Dushaf because I'm really interested in, to see what you think about this. Okay, so with its acquisition of 21st Century Fox, Disney, of course, has thousands of titles in its arsenal to just pull out and reboot, remake, use really however they want for Disney+. Plus. So uh, rather than you know coming up with something new, on their own, they're going to go ahead and go into these reimaginings of these old franchises now that they have. So Disney chief Bob Iger announced on his earnings call with investors. My favorite uh, guy, by the way, I love, I love Iger. The Iger man, he just keeps it real. Like that, that's what he does. Whatever. Iger fired gun to begin with. So Iger can (laughs) suck my. (laughs) (laughs) Love it when you get mad. (laughs) when you get mad shop <laughs> uh, okay so bob Iger announced on his earnings call this week with investors that the studio is developing reboots and reimaginings for fox's family-friendly titles such as home alone night at the museum diary of a wimpy kid thank god cheaper by the dozen even better <laughs> so <laughs> continuing uh collider noted that the home alone we're going to focus on the home alone part uh, Reimagining is furthest along in development with the Disney remake set to, quote, turn the tables and follow a husband and wife who go to war with a young boy who has stolen something from them. What is that even about? (laughs) Like, okay, so imagine a new Home Alone movie is coming out and the premise is two parents are going against a young boy who stole something from them. I don't, where, what? I don't. It doesn't that, even make sense. I mean, the premise is that is in the title. Like the concept is home alone. So like that requires the child to be alone at home. And as far as like this husband wife thing, like that's like a totally separate ancillary thing. That's not the basis of the story, but yet they're like making that the important part of the story. That's not the like, important part. Would it, would it be that they're replacing like the sticky bandits or a husband and wife now and like they were ordering a hot dog and the kid like ran between them and the vendor was like, I got your hot dog and just <laughs> ran away. And they're like, that kid's not a hot dog. I hope, he, I hope he's not home alone and putting up booby traps. Cause we're going to go fuck this kid. Not, not like you think, <laughs> not like you think, not like that, but like, they're going to hurt him. Yeah. Not in the butt out. way. Not in the butt way in the, yeah okay <laughs> here's my thing about here's my thing about this so you can't really make a home alone movie nowadays because basically there's no outcome for that movie that doesn't involve the parents getting put away for basically being neglectful to to the child and uh someone reporting them to cps i mean there, there's in all reality, like that's just how that's going to be. You can't have home alone. You can't abandon your kid, go off and not even realize that he's not there and then continue to enjoy your vacation while he's stuck there. Kevin! Ah! I was just remembering that scene where she's on the airplane. Yeah. Kevin! (laughs) Uh, Now I know our, our, uh, our, our friend, our dear friend, um, loves home alone it's like his favorite movie yeah we have a we have a friend 
who really, really, really loves Home Alone. Like, like imagine your favorite movie of all time, Shaf, and you, listener, just close your eyes, picture your favorite movie. This guy loves Home Alone 20 times more than you love your favorite movie. So he's very mad. Yeah, he's very upset. He was very mad. Shout out to DG. DG, my boy. <laughs> so, so yeah, so we're upset about this too. We don't see how this is possible and it seems dumb already. <laughs> well, to be fair, I'm, I'm pretty indifferent. <laughs> I, I don't think I would even, either way, like even if it was, if this movie was uh, a sequel, right? Let's say they're making a Home Alone sequel in canon with Home Alone and it's Macaulay Culkin 30 years later and it's his kid. He accidentally leaves Home Alone and it's like the sticky bandits are 102 and they all run into him. And then the crazy pigeon lady's back. I still would be mostly uninterested. Um, but here's the problem, Shaf. Even if it's a reboot, even if it's a, a sequel, I have a kid and I'm going to have to watch it. <laughs> Eventually it's going to cross my eyes. And so this is just the sacrifice I make. Uh, for being a dad. Side note, I watched Reggae Randy, uh, a cartoon <laughs> tiger who sings uh, children's songs in a reggae tone, like, the wheels on the bus go round and round, round and round, round and round, and so, and so forth. I think I watched, I watched three videos from him today, <laughs> five times each. Because <laughs> my boy was just mesmerized. He was like, what is this? He was mesmerized. Yeah, he was, this is yeah, another another uh, little foreshadowing. He just couldn't he couldn't stop looking at it, and so something tells me that I'm going to put up with a lot of things <laughs> for my boys. I've I've only just scratched the surface. Um, Can I just say this as well? Is that we're getting apparently a reboot to Cheaper by the Dozen? Great. Can, can we just acknowledge the fact that the fact cheaper by the dozen, which came out in 2003 was in itself a reboot because the original cheaper by the dozen came out in 1950. So are we saying that in the cinematic world that we're at the point where we are unsatisfied by two movie series that are, have both already done and redone cheaper by the dozen that we're ready for another cheaper by the dozen? I mean, yes. it's not Batman we're talking about here. <laughs> I've been dying for another cheaper by the dozen. Uh, cheaper, cheaper by the baker's dozen. That'll be the new one. If oh. I want a movie, if I want programming that has to do with a family having more than seven or eight kids, um, I'll just turn to TLC because I mean, I can watch John Kate plus eight reruns all right <laughs> if i really if i really want to get into that shit okay i can i can go watch uh, youtube videos of octomom okay i don't need i don't need cheaper by the dozen. what is that the turd that? You, are you watching cheaper by the dozen no it's just youtube videos of octomom <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> they're trending they're trending oh my god they, actually, they have not been trending for years <laughs> yeah so that's a deep cut octomom <laughs> wow that's this is the the quality content people come to expect from that's, right. that's right that's <laughs> right uh, all right well uh, long story short you're gonna get to watch a home alone reboot starring uh melissa mccarthy in the upcoming months uh or years so just just 
soak it in while it lasts. Soak it in, boys. All right, Shaf. You know what? I think I've had enough geek news. I think I've, I've had about as much as I can handle at this point. So let's do this, everybody. Let's take a small break. We're going to hit you with all the information you need to find us on social media. And then we will be right back with our featured discussion, The Boys on Amazon Prime. Will it make you sick? Probably. Hey gang, it's Wonder Rob again. And Shaf's here too. We just wanted to take a quick break to let you know where you can find us on social media. That's right. Catch us on Twitter at Geek So to Speak PC, where I'll be tweeting and retweeting all of the latest geek news. Also, find us on Facebook and Instagram at Geek So to Speak Podcast, where yours truly will be serving up those deliciously geeky posts, not to mention memes, trailers, articles, videos, and much, much more. While, of course, Shop celebrates his inner geek on Instagram with all kinds of geekgasm, oh, inducing pics and memes. <laughs> if you're enjoying what you're hearing, let us know. Find us and follow us, rate us and review us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. We got new episodes every week, so don't forget to tune in. Same geek time, same geek channel. And we're back. <laughs> Thank you so much for sticking with us. We hope that during the break that you did what we asked you to do, which was to subscribe and to rate and review us. Definitely you'll find us all over that social media. So we hope that you'll follow us and all that stuff too. We got lots of stuff for you. Now, this is the featured segment of our episode. We are talking all things Amazon Prime's The Boys. The Boys are back in town. That's right. This uh, series just debuted on Amazon Prime towards the end of July. We gave it a little bit of time before we wanted to review it because we wanted to make sure that people had a chance to watch it. Um, and uh, this, having just come out fairly recently, uh, very highly recommended by lots of my friends. Wonder Rob, has, has, did you feel the same way? People were like talking to you and like, hey, you got to oh, check yeah. out. People would mention it on our Facebook page on occasion. And, you know, I just hear, be hearing, you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts. So it came up quite a bit. And I was like, man, why are we waiting? Oh yeah, we want people to watch it. But I, I was uh, I was chomping at the bit to get into the boys. I'll tell you that. One of our favorite things to do is review movies, TV, and games. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So I'm going to give you guys a brief premise, and uh, just so you know, I am lifting this from Wikipedia. So that is oh. where you get all of the really important and factually accurate data. So oh, of course. Here we go. Premise is this, The Boys is set in a universe where superpowered people are recognized as heroes by the general public and owned by a powerful corporation, Vought International, who ensures that they are properly marketed and monetized. Outside of their heroic personas, most are arrogant and corrupt. The series primarily focuses on two groups, the titular boys, vigilantes looking to keep the corrupted heroes under control, and the seven, Vought international's premier superhero team the boys are led by billy butcher who despises all superpowered people and the seven are led by the egotistical and unstable homelander as a conflict ensues between the two groups the series also follows the new members of each team huey campbell of the boys who joins the vigilantes after his girlfriend is killed in a high-speed collision with the seven uh, by the sevens a train and annie January, which is quite a name, Annie January, uh, who is also known as Starlight of the Seven, a young and hopeful heroine, uh, uh, excuse me, forced to face the truth about the heroes she admires. So, 
that is a very nice way of putting what this show is about. Mm-hmm. Um, if I had to briefly describe what the show is about and getting into spoilers, I would say that this is <laughs> nothing like you would expect it to be. <laughs> That's correct. This show, <laughs> this show ha- manages at the end of every episode to one up the level of gore. <laughs> oh yeah. That, that's a, a putting it nicely. What I would every time an episode would end, I'd be like, "Holy crap, they went there, they did that, they said that, they showed that, they went above <laughs> and beyond, <laughs> absolutely above and beyond in this in this series." Oh, boy. all right. So, so yeah. So this uh, this particular show is actually based on a comic book of the same name, uh, comic book series written by Garth. Uh, Enos, is that correct? Yeah, Garth Enos and Derek Robertson. So um, that particular comic book, (coughs) excuse me, the series is set between 2006 and 2008 uh, in a world where heroes exist. It's a monthly schedule and the publications came out between 2006 and 2012. There's actually 72 total issues um, for this. And um, one thing to note is if you liked the boys, we have good news for you. It's already been greenlit for a second season. So we'll definitely be uh, having another potentially eight or more episodes to, to watch down the road. For those of you that didn't like the boys, I'm sorry to say there's going to be another season and <laughs> uh, you'll want to avoid that. So, um, but yeah, as we've already said, you know, spoilers abound. Um, we've gotten a little bit of a comic book history. Wonder Rob, what were your impressions? Uh, well, let me tell you something, Shoff. I was not, familiar with this uh this property i mean i was aware that it was a comic book ahead of time but it's not something that was ever under my radar so i really outside of you know a couple of things that i heard on you know other podcasts that i listened to uh because anytime anybody would talk about it on another podcast i would stop the podcast and i would like fast forward or listen to another one because i was like no 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 i want to go in i want to i don't want any spoilers but I, I just really didn't know what to expect. And let me tell you, it seemed like the first episode, it's just like, oh, this is going to be like a very interesting, uh, you know, sort of just sort of straightforward, fun superhero show. I mean, the, the first scene opens up with, uh, you know, uh, uh, two superheroes, um, Queen Maeve and... Oh gosh, Homelander. I just blanked on Homelander's name for a second. You know, stopping a robbery and then there's some kids going, oh, can we get a selfie? And I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. All right. Then cut to uh, the main character of the show, Huey Campbell, uh, talking to his girlfriend not 10 minutes later in the episode and and she gets obliterated (laughs) and turned into uh, a gas cloud of blood with bones flying everywhere. Oh my gosh. All that's left of her is her hands and Huey Campbell's, essentially his hands, because he was holding her hands as she was crossing the street. And I was like, what is this show? <laughs> and A-Train stops and looks and was like, sorry, and then just keeps going. <laughs> the world's fastest man just plowed right through her and essentially turned her into liquid. And I was like, oh, this show, this is going to be something. Because you watched the first episode before me and you said I was in for quite a ride. And I was Oh, like, yeah. I was oh, like, yeah. okay, let's see what this is. Um, and it just I love speedsters. from there. I love speedsters. And never would I have 
imagined like what it would have looked like for a speedster to run into someone who's just standing still. And of course he was juiced up, um, which we find out later in the season uh, that he's been basically ODing um, and is addicted to this uh, compound V, which is actually what gave him his powers in the first place. But now it supercharges him and makes him even faster. Um, And so he like, it's insane what he does to her body in that regard. It's so gross. <laughs> so gross. But this show is so gross. Like in general, this show is so gross. And that being said, don't get me wrong. I liked this show. But if I, if I start talking about how gross it is, it's mainly because again, at least for me, not being familiar with the source material, everything came out of left field. Absolutely everything. Well, it, it is, it is super gross. Like whenever there was an opportunity for something gory to occur, like, somebody's head getting like bashed in to the point of like, you're seeing like a bashed in skull or someone's skull is literally obliterated by a woman's thighs while she orgasms because (laughs) he's eating her out. Like, Oh my gosh. (laughs) That might sound interesting to the people who have like, have no context (laughs) to the scene. Yeah. I I can't, I can't even begin to set up that context. It's not what it sounds like, but it is what it sounds like. (laughs) It's both. Uh, Okay. So we'll just start at the top. Okay. So uh, there's a superhero group called the seven, which is like the top tier superheroes in the United States. There's about 200 superheroes uh, countrywide, uh, you know, stationed all over the place, and they're all pretty much run by this organization. But the top tier is the seven, okay? So you've got Homelander, Queen Maeve, A-Train, uh, The Deep, uh, Black Noir, and Translucent. And then you got your, your new girl, Annie, what was her name? Starlight? Starlight. Yep. Starlight. Okay. So she's new. She just got hired to join the seven. Let's talk about their powers real quick. Yeah. Let's do Homelander. That. He's pretty much Superman. He's, he's the best superhero in the world. He's Superman. Yeah. He can fly. He's got laser eyeballs. One, and I, one side note, I love when he's like, he's on the plane that they're supposed to try to save from that hijacking. And he's, oh, man, we're going to have to come, like, really come back and talk about that scene in a minute. Yeah, we will. We will. But, but one thing, <laughs> it's just because we're talking about his power set. <laughs> when he says to the people who are on the verge of crashing, he's like, I will laser you. You know what? I will laser you. <laughs> like, yeah. I've you know. never heard like anybody refer to their laser powers that they would laser someone like that to me, like was making me laugh. Like that. It wasn't like they didn't have any like fancy way of saying that or whatever. It was just like, I will laser you. <laughs> That's true. Like what else, what are you going to call it? Laser. I'm going to laser you. That's <laughs> funny. Um, okay. Then you have queen Maeve. So she's pretty much uh wonder woman minus yeah. the flight. Uh, but she's, she's pretty much wonder woman. A train is the flash essentially, you know, he's a speedster world's fastest man. You got the deep, Who's pretty much Aquaman. And the butt of almost all jokes in this entire entire season. It it was pretty rough, like the amount of jokes at Aquaman's expense. (laughs) And there was, I think the most uncomfortable I felt watching this show was a scene with the deep, but I'll talk about that. Because I want want a whole subject to be the things that made me uncomfortable (laughs) in this show. (laughs) Um, So you got the deep, who's essentially Aquaman. Black Noir who's probably the, the most underutilized in the whole show. True. I'm not sure what his powers are. 
you see him in action once and it, he's just sort of like uh not, like night crawling like bamfing in and out and stab throwing knives and stuff i don't know i'm I know in the comic books, because I did a little research, uh, that Black Noir in the comic books is actually a clone of Homelander. Um, oh, interesting. And, and in the comics, when Homelander's doing all the terrible stuff, it's actually Black Noir. Uh, but that's not the case in the show. Um, so you've got Black Noir. Then you got Translucent, who is essentially the Invisible Man, but he has uh, nigh-invulnerable skin like the Tick. Or like um, Emma Frost when she gets diamond uh, diamond form. Ah, uh, yes, good good she's, comparison. She's got diamond hard skin. That's kind of what he has, but his skin uh, warps light around him, so it makes him look invisible. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Annie or uh, Starlight, the new the new recruit. Um, you know, hometown girl who just wants to help people, and she essentially is Dazzler. <laughs> I mean, she's got super strength. I thought she, she was. She could shoot lasers out of her eyes, and or not out of her eyes, but out of her hands. Um, electricity, or she can mess with like lights around her. At least that's what it seemed like. What What do you think? No, I I think so too. Um, I I kind of got a. Uh, I was trying to think of. On uh, on the show, what's it called? The Gifted. Mm-hmm. Cast. Let me see who we got here. It is oh Eclipse. Mm-hmm. So there's a guy uh, Eclipse, and he sort of puts out like the that blinding light, mm-hmm. and so it kind of reminded me of that power set. But it's a pretty cool power set. Oh yeah, I mean cooler than any superpowers I have. My superpower is I can melt a ice cube in my hand in about two minutes. Ooh. That's right, baby. I got what you need. Okay, so that that's the seven. Okay, and let me tell you, these are they're superheroes. They they save people on a regular basis. Of course, they get told the who to save and when to save them. But they're also terrible people. There's not a good person on this team outside of Starlight. That's the um, funny. That's the best part about this show is that they completely. Um, flies in the face of everything that we know about superheroes. Like that, in this sense, they are the villains of this show and the heroes are sort of the anti-heroes of the show. Like, um, it really kind of goes a little bit backwards and to, to see, I mean, granted we've seen comic book arcs where Superman went, went bad or, um, Captain America says, hail Hydra. Right. Yeah. So we've seen those moments where they turn, but this is just seeing like the true side of them that they just hide behind the media's representation of them and uh, and all the marketing and PR spins that they do, but they are just the worst people. So yeah, yeah, it's it's terrible. Um, but what about the boys, Shaf? So the boys are your uh, your vigilantes who are determined to take down the superheroes from the inside. So you got Carl Urban, who I friggin' love. Me too. Carl Urban is great, just generally speaking. And in this, he's fantastic. You know, the first thing I ever saw Carl Urban in, <laughs> Carl Urban. That's hard to say. The very first thing I saw Carl Urban, I can't say it. <laughs> Carl Carl Urban in was freaking uh, Xena Warrior Princess as Cupid. That's right, he was in that. And Caesar, he played two parts on that show. Oh, I didn't know he played oh. Caesar. Oh yeah, he played Caesar. He nailed he nailed Xena to a cross. 
remember that? that? Oh man, that was the longest summer of my life when I was 13. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's gonna happen to Cena. That was my one of my first TV girlfriends. Um so he's great. This guy playing Huey, I'd never seen him before, but I thought he did a really good job. Okay, like, so I get liked- this. Get this. Because as soon as I saw him on screen, I was like, holy fuck. He looks like Dennis Quaid. Like a lot like Dennis Quaid. So then I looked him up. And his name is Jack. Last name, Quaid. Oh. He is the son of Dennis Quaid. But not just the son of Dennis Quaid. No, no, no. The son of Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan. So the dude is has got some very powerful actor blood running through his veins. And he proved it in this series because he's fucking great as Huey. I think He was great. really good. For a second, I thought you were going to be like, no, no, no. The son of Randy Quaid. <laughs> the superior Quaid. <laughs> That's what I thought you were going to do. No, that, that didn't even click. I didn't even notice that. But now, as soon as you said it, I'm like, oh, he does look just like him. Oh, man. That's so crazy. Um, and then you had um, 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 Mother's Milk. Uh, which, What kind of name is that? Like, First of all. But I liked him. I thought he was a strong actor. Um, how do, okay, how do you even get that name? Like, granted, they don't explain that in this show, and I'm sure it probably makes more sense in the comic book. And I don't have the comic book knowledge of this particular show to to make sense of that. But like, in what in what context do you get the nickname Mother's Milk and you let it stick? Is kind of my thing. Like, it'd be okay if you guys called me Mother's Milk. <laughs> That'd be all right. You know what? My friends call me Nathan, but you can call me Mother's Milk. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all like, "Oh yeah, that sounds good. That sounds really cool." Yeah. Okay. 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 Mm. Mother's Milk. It is. Um. um and then he had the actor who played Frenchie, uh, Tomer Capon. I liked him a lot too. He was. I liked everybody in this. Yeah, every, I think I, one thing I was really impressed by in this show is that across the board everyone was really solid actors and actresses. Like a lot of times you'll get these super, these like superhero shows and sometimes the acting is cheesy or corny or campy or whatever. This really did a great job of keeping the realism, but also keeping it super real because we're dealing with super powered individuals too. So it was really impressive. They really nailed it. Yeah. And it's funny that you say realism because the, the costumes that all the superheroes are wearing uh, Homelander, I'll use Homelander and Queen Maeve as the primary examples. And the Deep, too, I think. Actually, all of them. They all look like something you would see in Comic-Con. But, like, cosplayers dressing up. But that's what superhero costumes would look like in real life. Right. It's not like, because when you, like, look at Endgame, for example, I mean, Captain America, Thor, I mean, these are, like, really badass suits. Like, high-quality things. And the suits that they're wearing are also high-quality, but it just doesn't have that pop. But it makes sense. It's like this is what, like if people were dressing up in, in spangly outfits in real life, this is what it would look like. Like, And so I was actually, so I was turned off by the costumes a little bit at first, but I ended up really liking them. One thing I also really liked about the costumes is that they never change out of them. <laughs> That's true. They're, when they're clocked in, I mean, Homelander is wearing that Stars and Stripes cape the whole time. Sometimes he lets his little flap hang when he's yeah. like, when he's like hanging loose, but when it's time for work, he buttons it back up. And that reminded me of Captain Kirk 
you know, like in um, Star Trek Six, Undiscovered Country, he like has to like he like will it'll come down and it'll be be like a flap when he's not like representing the Federation and he's a little mm-hmm. bit more relaxed and then he has to put it back up when he's when he's a dignitary and he's an ambassador meeting another the Klingon species or whatever. Like, um, I just I liked some of those moments. That was cool. So there's there's so much to talk about in this show, and I don't know if we have enough time to talk about everything. So let's let's just like go down the list of all of our favorite parts and the things that make this uncomfortable, man. Uh, right, it made me right. uncomfortable. Uh, first thing I want to talk about, Shaf, is uh, the fight with Translucent in the Radio Shack or whatever store that was. Yeah, that was awesome. First <laughs> of all, I loved 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 that scene because I mean, here you got an invisible guy, and it's pointed out. At the beginning, at the first episode, I think uh, Translucent is on Jimmy Fallon, and he's like, "How do you, how do you uh, turn invisible?" And he's like, "I really don't turn invisible. Uh, my skin reflects the light, and I appear, uh, It's an illusion. I appear invisible." And Jimmy Fallon says, "So you got to be naked, right?" And then cut to a scene where the women are in the women's bathroom, and then Translucent just uninvisibles himself, and he's got his dong just hanging out. Yeah, he hangs dong. He hangs dong. So in, when Translucent's invisible, keep in mind, this guy's naked the, <laughs> the whole time. And so when when he comes after Billy Butcher for infiltrating the Seven's headquarters and planting a bug, I mean, he's fist fighting him naked. And it was just such a... The fight was so good. Not because he was naked, <laughs> but I mean the the effects were really neat and like and thinking about like if I was really fighting somebody invisible, like how would you even do that? Like I thought the I thought both of these guys were boned. Yeah, no, it was super smart seeing how the blood you know sort of dripped off of him, and that was one way to sort of find him uh, amongst everything. And then also the electrocution that he experienced to sort of knock him out. We all thought he, I thought he was dead. I thought for sure he was dead. Mm-hmm. And then we find out that he's not, and so they have to go in and imprison him because they don't know what to do next. <laughs> so, uh, sort of cut to the chase. Uh, translucent. He's he's nigh invulnerable, nigh invulnerable like the tick. So they can't shoot him. They can't drill through his skin. Think Luke Cage. You know, he's he's like Luke Cage but invisible. So what do they do? <laughs> they get they get an idea by watching or Frenchie gets an idea by seeing a turtle documentary. <laughs> and he says, You can't get the turtle through the shell, but what if you get him from inside the shell? And they stick C4 up translucent's butt when he's un- <laughs> unconscious. And that whole scene, that back and forth between Huey and Translucent, where he's like, You're gonna let me go, you're gonna run away, you're not gonna do it. And he freaking blows up translucent. I was like I, I let out an audible, whoa, <laughs> like when I was watching it, my wife was like, what? From the other room, nothing, just watching the boys. That scene was nuts, man. Nuts. I loved it. <laughs> it was insane. The way that episode ended, I was like, I actually had to, I had to rewind and, and rewatch that moment. Again. I was like, did that really just happen? Oh my gosh. <laughs> People just die on this show. Like, it's the Game of Thrones of superhero shows. People just die. It's true. You're like, they're not going to kill this guy. And guess what? They killed him. <laughs> People die left and right. Oh, man. And so let's let's circle back to that airplane scene. Yeah, that's, that's a really good job. That whole sequence made me so uncomfortable. I was like, it felt like the opposite of Scott's tots. 
The Office. <laughs> the most uncomfortable episode of The Office where you're like, I can't believe Michael promised tuition to all these high school kids. <laughs> and you're watching him deal with it, but it's hilarious. It was the exact opposite. They go to rescue everybody off this plane and they screw the pooch and the plane <laughs> is going to go down and they have to leave the plane and not save anybody and all these people know they're going to die. I was like, oh, this is the worst. <laughs> I thought for sure that there was going to be some, like one survivor from the plane crash that was going to sort of expose them mm-hmm. for all of that. But it never really took shape and it ended up them spinning the news to help support their goal of getting supers, uh, soups into the, uh, into the military. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm trying to think of another really great moment. Oh, or- you know what? Related. Sorry. I don't mean to talk over you, Shaf, but that also, I, it was earlier in the, I think it was the episode before it where, where the kid is in the airplane and he looks out the window and he sees Homelander and he like smiles and then Homelander smiles back at him. And then Homelander friggin' cuts the plane in half. Yes. I was like, Oh my God, this is the worst. <laughs> worst. <sighs> um, okay. Okay. Here's a moment that I was like, Holy shit. I kind of felt like I saw it coming, but then when as it happened, I was like, Holy shit. Um, it's at the end when, um billy the butcher or billy butcher not billy the butcher uh billy butcher is um he's got oh what is her name on the show madeline stillwell yeah, madeline stillwell played by elizabeth shoe played awesomely by elizabeth shoe by the way mm-hmm. uh, she's a scheming vp of vaught international uh he's got her with tons of dynamite wrapped all around her ready to basically make her uh, all over the walls Homelander comes in. He thinks that this is the best way to uh, to hurt Homelander. Since he can't really be hurt, he's going to go after his only weakness, which is his affection for Madeline Stillwell. But the tables get turned pretty quickly because um, Homelander finds out some details about a situation related to Billy's um, wife or deceased or so sort of deceased wife um and uh he ends up doing damage to madeline stillwell in the most like outrageous way he looks at her in her eyes we're talking like point blank six inches away from her face and he lasers her as he would say i will laser you he lasers <laughs> her right in her eyeballs so he basically his lasers go right his eyes go right through her eyes burrowing out into her skull and she lets out this like faint like uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> that was terrible i was like oh my god and one thing about the show is like they don't shy away from showing you it so it was like it was crazy it was quite a visual to see that go down and then carl Ben's like well forget it i'm gonna go ahead and blow you up <laughs> and he, he just like of course doesn't die because it's Homelander and Homelander saves him. But the whole time I was like, do you think Homelander saved the baby? The baby that he seemed to hate <laughs> in that scene? Yeah. Or did he just let that baby get blown up? That was like my first thought <laughs> right after that scene. <laughs> I, I have, I expected him to laser the baby too, but it didn't. I know. I thought, Oh man, I'll tell you who I liked also uh, sort of circling back to something you said before. Another WTF moment was pop claw. Yeah. <laughs> very funny um sort of take on wolverine but not wolverine but a little bit wolverine 
Yeah, so she can pop claw a, a singular a single long claw out of the bottom of her wrist. So it's like she has little knives, like stabby, stabby, stab. That's my power. And she's super strong because that seems to be the running theme in all these heroes is that they all have super strength. Um, so she she's hopped up on the 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 V, which gives everybody their powers. A train and her have this argument about compound V. He he leaves her and the boys have essentially hacked into her apartment, got a hold of all her cameras and are using her unbeknownst to her to try to get information about compound V and a train. And so she's all hopped up on, on the compound V and in comes a landlord rent. <laughs> Do you have my rent? I'm picturing the landlord from Spider-Man two and three. Me too. Me too. <laughs> rent. Um, <laughs> And long story short, she she's all hopped up on these drugs. And so rather than giving him the rent, she's just like, well, I can pay you other ways. And of course he goes for it because she's like, she's a good looking woman. Like, let's just call a spade a spade here. And she lays him on the ground and she puts her toilet parts on his face <laughs> and is having a, this the time of her life. And at the height, the height of her enjoyment, uh, really sits on his face and crushes his skull and his brain flies out of his head. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> that was another one. I was like, what am I watching? Yeah, that, that, that <laughs> world sex was mind-blowing. It was a mind-blowing. <laughs> Let me tell you the thing that made me the absolute most uncomfortable watching the show. It's not nothing really gory, but it has to do with the deep. So the Aquaman oh, I uh, equivalent. I know what you're going to say. So uh, the Deep, he there's a point in the series where he gets demoted from the Seven uh, for sexually harassing uh, Starlight. Rightfully so. Hashtag I'm with her. Hashtag me too. And he gets demoted to Iowa or Ohio. Was it Iowa or Ohio? I can't remember. Uh, Sandusky, um, Ohio. Okay, so there's a scene where he he's in his little apartment and he brings a girl over, and she's like, "Let's go, let's just let's do it. Take off your shirt, the deep." And he's like, "People usually like the costume," but she's like, "Not me. I want to see it. I want to see it all." And I'm like, "What's going on here?" And so he takes off his shirt, and of course he he's Aquaman. But, like, if a person was going to be Aquaman in real life, you would need gills. And so his whole torso, you've got three big-ass gills on one side, three gills on the other. And it's just like, oh, nasty, dude. (laughs) And the girl lies him down, Shaw. And she, for lack of a better word, uh, pardon my my French or vulgarity, but she finger bangs him in the gills. And he's like, ow, it hurts. Stop. And she's just like, no. And it just keeps going. And I, I had to turn away, man. I couldn't even watch it. It was, was like, uncomfortable. I felt like so, I'm getting grossed out just thinking of it actually right now. But I mean, when you, turn away about, from the bike. when you think about it, it was definitely, <clears throat> it was definitely karma for the deep for basically like forcing himself on starlight and probably countless other women. So he got it back at him. In a big way. So gross, man. I just couldn't handle it. Like, a, that was the tipping point for me. Very disturbed, mentally like affected person on this show. Like 
I mean, he near the end of like the last time we see him, he's like sort of shaving his head. He's he's like shaving all the hair off of his body, and he's just standing there in the he's mirror, like, yeah, looking at himself. All crazy pants. So like he he's definitely got some screws loose, and uh, who knows what'll happen with him next season. But um, there were also some like guest star uh, uh, superheroes that were sort of like oh yeah done or whatever. Let's talk um, about my favorite one. I know you were going to talk about. <laughs> um, does does this does this character ring a bell? I see dead people. <laughs> yes. So. Haley Joel Osment, who hasn't done anything for years. Uh, oh, he's got to be up to something. No, he's been he's been doing stuff recently. But um, whenever I, I see him now, it's it's like, wow, how did everything about you grow up except for your face? It's true, man. <laughs> like he, he he yeah, his face just stayed the same size, but his head got bigger. Yeah, and his body. You know what he looks like in this show? Like I couldn't I couldn't not think of it anytime he was in a scene i was like what is that what is that al borland (laughs) (laughs) he looks like al borland does i was waiting for him to go i don't think so tim yeah put him in a flannel yeah but i really liked his character and he was he was just as shitty as everybody else (laughs) like you can't be a superhero in this show and not be shitty it's true well take that back starlight starlight is starlight's the, the 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 diamond in the rough that's right but everybody else. Now, Haley Joel Osment wasn't as bad as everybody else, uh, shitty wise, but he still did some like a messed up thing at the end. Oh yeah. Totally. But I liked him. Like I, I was sad that his character was sort of one and done, and I was uh very sad to see his ultimate demise. <laughs> I guess he's one of the the one superheroes. I said every super has super strength. I guess he doesn't, he's the only one who didn't have super strength. Because his face met the ba- the kitchen sink. I almost said the... No, the bathroom sink. Yeah, it was a public bathroom. His face met that bathroom sink quite a lot. And, uh, well, let's just say he didn't make it. That scene reminded me a lot of, like, a Quentin Tarantino f- film. Like, the the gore level, the like, the face getting impacted the way it did. I was like, oh, my God. This yeah, is man. So, so Tarantino. They're just like, they don't shy away from anything in this. They're just like, oh, you want to see this? Oh, we're going to show you this. And from what I've read, this is actually the show in general is considerably toned down from the comics. Like the comics is supposed to be much worse. <laughs> that makes me really want to get them. <laughs> I'm going to have to get, like, the first, I'll get the first volume and take a look and see what that's all about. Yeah, we'll, we'll wait for your review on that shop. Uh, <laughs> My eyeballs about, burn out. Ooh, let's talk about the end the ending of the show since you literally just finished watching it seconds before we started recording. So swinging back to the scene where um, Billy Butcher is trying to kill Stillwell to really stick it to Homelander. He, he pulls the trigger. He blows up Stillwell, even though she's already dead. Uh, Cut to Billy Butcher on the, the lawn of somebody's house in the middle of the day. He opens his eyes. He looks at the house and out comes his wife, who he presumed dead uh, with what appears to be Homelander's boy, a super boy, if you will. And Homelander uh, essentially like embracing his family and then looking at him. And, and I don't remember the exact words, so you'll have to you'll have to remind me if you remember shock, but saying something along the lines of we're family now. 
<laughs> or implying that, hey, we're family now? I don't remember exactly what was said. Or at least that's that's what it was implied to me, or that's like what I took away. Because the Homelander's whole thing, the reason why Homelander is so messed up is that they tell you this kid or this guy grew up in a lab. He didn't have a mom. He didn't have a dad. He wasn't held as a kid. So he just grew up to be like the worst individual ever. And so he, he has like this strange fascination with family. And like, I think that was like, he's like, Oh, I'm going to stick it to you, man. You're with us now. You, like you try to F me. I'm going to F you back. <laughs> and then, you know, the series ends. And the whole time I was watching the boys up until the last moment, up until bef- right before that scene, I was, cause I already knew they greenlit a, greenlit a second season. I was like, what is the second season going to even be about? Cause it seems like a one and done premise. Oh, but no, but like um, Homelander used the compound V to create superpowered terrorists. So. Oh, we forgot to talk about the terrorists. That's right. Yeah. So, I mean, so we find out uh, by the end of the episode, the end of the last episode, that Homelander himself is the one who we all thought it was Vought that had basically created these uh, superpowered terrorists over in some foreign country. I can't think of what it was. And um, we find out that, no, they were actually just as surprised as anyone else that Compound V had been recreated over there. Um, and we find out, we, we see this one uh, superpowered terrorist that basically, like, is a is a, a, a bomb, like a living bomb. And, mm-hmm. but it also is invulnerable to the explosion and the fire and everything. So bullets and everything. So, yeah. So, I mean, I, I think they basically have created their own supervillains to face off against, which is interesting because they're not really heroes to begin with. So it's like villains fighting against villains. They created <laughs> it's, it's uh, confusing. <laughs> yeah. I had a thought about that actually before, before the supervillain aspect of the show was uh, revealed. But I remember thinking, I was like, did these people even fight bad guys? Because it showed them just like stopping robberies and like, you know, hostage situations and things like that. But I was like, if there are superheroes, are there no supervillains? It's just superheroes exist. And then they went into that direction and I was like, oh, here it comes. But I don't think it's going to be like fighting because they're actually at odds with each other. It's just Vought controlling both sides of the uh, equation there. You know, it's like, one thing that Homelander said was it'll set it up for sequel after sequel after sequel of them facing off against each other. But these are all staged things. Um, they're crime itinerary. Like they've already figured out where a crime is, is going to take place. So they just have this heroes hanging out, ready to go. They've got film crews ready to capture all those moments. I thought that was really funny. <laughs> I guess that's what superheroes would be like if they really existed. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Most likely. Um, I really liked this show, Shaf. I did too. I'm I'm so glad that we watched it because I really liked it. I I really did. I will definitely tune in for season two. Oh, absolutely. I'm ready. I'm ready to steal uh, my wife's Amazon Prime account again (laughs) to watch the show. And you know what it makes me want to watch, even though it's it's on the opposite end of the spectrum, but Amazon Prime has a a live action version of The Tick, which I'm very interested in watching because I really loved the live action version with uh, Patrick Warburton. It's only two seasons. It's been canceled, but I'm still, this makes me want to watch The Tick. So I think that might be the, my next thing. 
I'm going to check out the tick. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Well, if you saw the boys and liked it, let us know. We want to hear what you thought about it too. You can check us out on Facebook, of course, um, uh, which is probably the most active of our social media. It's a very easy way to get a hold of us. Uh, but also we're on Instagram as well and Twitter when I get around to Twitter. Twitter, I don't care so much about. <laughs> but, um, but Facebook is where it's at. It's where it's at. Now, speaking of Facebook, Shaf, we're going to close out the episode uh, with a little Q&A. I reached out to the Geek, so to speak, community earlier today since it was a, a little bit of a lighter news week. I said, hey, what do you want to know? Hit us, hit us with your best shot. We'll see what we can answer. So I, I picked a, a small handful of questions from the people who are nice enough to reply. And I think we can uh, we can get into it, Shaf. Uh, we'll, it. we'll close out with a little Q&A. So uh, number one uh, from... I'm not, should I use everybody's full names? I'm not going to use their full names. I'm just going to, I'll say, I'll say their, their first name, their last initial, and then for fun, let's just give them a nickname, Sean. That sounds okay. good. Okay. So number one question from Joshua N. Uh, uh, T-Bone. Okay. Sure. That works. Oh, what'd you call him? I was going to say CrossFit. CrossFit. Okay. Okay. CrossFit. We'll call him CrossFit. T-Bone CrossFit. That's his <laughs> superhero name. Um, his his question was more of an observation, but he said, I recently saw a story about Galaxy's Edge not being successful uh, or not being as successful as Disney hoped. And so I thought this was a, a really interesting talking point, Shaf, because you and I are, are very much looking forward to going to Galaxy's Edge later this year. So true. But he he brought up a good point because I have been seeing news stories circulating around that it's not really doing as well as they anticipated. And to me, it makes sense, Shaf, because on one side of things, you got Galaxy's Edge. Obviously, we want to go. We want to go ride the Millennium Falcon. We want to go make lightsabers. We want to go make droids. We want to drink our blue milk. We want to do everything. That that's That's a given. But you and I have had this discussion. Everybody else probably wants to do everything just like us. So maybe people aren't going because you've got big crowds or you would just assume you've got big crowds. Um, Disneyland raised their prices to help maintain the cost of running this new land. Um, it's been reported uh, by NY Mag that even hotels in the Anaheim area are raising their prices because of Star Wars land. So ultimately making it a little more expensive to just go there and stay somewhere. Luckily, I live about an hour away, Shaf. <laughs> so we don't have to worry about that. <laughs> um, if you want to sleep in my office <laughs> where there's no bed, but there's a recliner. I can sleep um, with plenty of Funkos. <laughs> yeah, my Funkos will keep you company. Um, but yeah, I mean, that that makes sense. You know, all these factors maybe are going into the fact that this just isn't, this isn't working out as well as Disney would have hoped, or at least at well, the beginning. And also everyone who wanted to like check out that rise of the resistance attraction, mm -hmm. it got delayed and it's not supposed to be out until after the new year. Um, I know a lot of people are waiting to go to the Disney world version, waiting until um, uh, December, January for that. So I, I think that because it's not a complete park yet, or at least aspect of the park, like there's still more that they're doing. It feels anticlimactic. Like people maybe don't want to attend knowing that they're going to need to attend a couple months later just to see the full thing. So they're probably waiting so they can get more bang for their buck and see it all at once. Yeah. I mean, that could be it. And 
I, I had this really weird feeling as I was uh, looking into this uh, topic that uh, CrossFit T-Bone had brought up where I felt like I, I, and this feels weird, but like I had to defend it. Like, no, Disneyland is Star Wars is, uh, is super successful. You guys are wrong. <laughs> Meanwhile, I have no, I have no, no horse in this race. <laughs> like I, if, if Galaxy's Edge is successful or not successful, it makes zero difference to me in my personal life. But that being said, I'm still just as eager to go. I haven't been there yet. Uh, we had our, we had our roaming reporter fill us in on, in our Star Wars Galaxy's Edge episode. But I mean, I think with all these things, it makes sense if it's, if it's not performing as well. Like, yeah. But that, that's okay because I would prefer that it's not performing well when you and I go shop. That way we don't have to wait in three-hour lines to, <laughs> to ride the Millennium Falc. Um, okay, so there's that. Thank you, Crossbone T-Fit. <laughs> but what's next? What's next, Shaf? Uh, uh, this next one comes from Robert C., um, also known as... Costume boy. Costume boy. <laughs> so uh, he uh, questioned us on our Facebook page asking, is Power Rangers a ripoff of Voltron? He was just beside himself bothered by Power Rangers just ripping off Voltron completely. Yeah. And he posted pictures of the toys. Yeah, he did. Of Power Rangers sitting inside their Zords, and then the Zords combined into the Megazord and everything else. Yeah. Now, um, uh, uh, Costume Boy, we uh, we want to regrettably inform you that no, Voltron is uh, is actually a ripoff of Power Rangers. Ooh, sword. in your face. That's costume right, Costume Boy. That's right. It's actually reversed actually reversed so most of power rangers is cut from another show super sentai and that one actually started back in 1975 so voltron didn't even make an appearance until 1984 so really it's voltron that's stealing the idea from power yeah come on costume boy i figured that out in one google search (laughs) that's why it's it's morphin time it's morphin time but we do like we like both shows and we like you costume boy so no harm no foul and also you got to give it up to to lego and i know i know costume boy is a big fan of lego because uh lego has a voltron set and they don't have a power ranger set so if you want to get your uh your zords coming together to form a mega robot fix lego form then you're going to want to go for voltron so yeah and i had all those swords when i was growing up man so did i so did i favorite toys all the power rangers my thing when i was a kid was i would have all the marvel figures right like i'd have spider-man i'd have iron man i'd have the hulk and my my premise in my mind as i was playing with these toys was oh spider-man and the hulk and iron man they can't beat the the bad guys what do they do they turn into power rangers of course spider-man's actually a power ranger getting in the zord oh man i had some <laughs> adventures Whew, i miss those days all right uh last question and again thanks everybody for leaving a comment we will uh open up the discussion again sometime soon uh, but this one's from mark v uh we'll call him chrome dome <laughs> He already has a name. He does. <laughs> I know. Come down is a dumb nickname. I'm sorry, Mark V. Mark V is actually geek, so to speak, contributor Darth Fibbert. Um, <laughs> what Disney Plus series would you like to see that hasn't been announced? And then side note, who would you cast? 
<laughs> oh, I, I've already got my answer. All right, let's hear it. This is so easy. This is this is a this is easy. Lowest hanging fruit. Ready? Disney Plus series that has yet to be announced but needs to be announced is Gambit. Gambit. Oh <laughs> man, Mon ami. Yeah. Hey, Wolverine. Hey, mon frère, mon chéri. Yeah, all that stuff. All right, who'd Gambit you cast? The show. Oh, it's a no-brainer. Josh Holloway. Josh Holloway? What is that guy, like 100 years old? <laughs> no, but he's good, though. You know, he was in contention for the part. Marvel has plenty of de-aging technology. They can make this work. No, he's good. I like him. Has he, he done anything outside of Lost? What's the last thing um, Josh Holloway a, did? He was in a Mission Impossible movie. Uh, briefly, I'm looking him up right now. Spoiler alert! Um, but yeah, he—I mean—that would be it. That'd be it for him. He's perfect for Gambit. Perfect, provided I mean, he can he get did. the accent right. Because you should never do Gambit if you don't have an accent. That's my personal opinion. On that. What I looked up Josh Holloway just out of curiosity. Uh, wait, hold on. Am I? Did I get the right actor? Josh Holloway. No, this can't be right. It says Josh Holloway is known for his work on Jimmy Kimmel Live in Cougar Town. This is that's a different Josh Holloway. I was about to say, did you know he wrote on the Oscars? <laughs> that's weird. Oh man, I'm just looking at his filmography real quick. He's in Yellowstone. Um, I actually somebody just told me about that series and said it's really good. Um, Sabotage, Battle of the Year, Paranoia, Yo Gabba Gabba as Farmer Josh. Oh, you know me. I got a little boy. I'm probably going to end up seeing that eventually. There's the Mission Impossible is, Ghost is Protocol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. I like it. I like it, Chop. Now, I'm going to think outside the box here. I think when you think Disney Plus series that aren't announced, like you think in the same vein of what they've got going on, like all these Marvel shows, you got a Star Wars show. But Disney owns Fox now, man. So like Fox has all these properties. Well, that's what I just, Gambit, right? Gambit, yeah. But I'm saying like that's that's Mar. Like you're still sticking in the Marvel. You're still sticking with the comics. I'm gonna go totally out 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 of that realm. You know what I want them to make a series of? Give me Die Hard. Give me a <laughs> Die Hard series. Uh, Joe starring Joseph Gordon Levitt. Great. Is I, he, I'm all is about he, it. Is he a new John McClane? No, it th- think of it like, like it's not a sequel per se. It's just a TV version. Like think think uh, the weird science TV show. Okay, where it was the same characters, same premise. It was just retooled as a TV show. And you'll still cast Bill Paxton. Okay. Oh ahead. yeah, Bill Paxton still be there. Uh, we Game will. Over, man. Game <laughs> over. You're stupid, Wad. I love that part. Uh, what are you standing there in ladies' underpants? <laughs> For God's sakes, would you cover yourself? <laughs> the movie's so classic, man. The weird science movie has zero plot. I'm going to say that right now, but it's a classic. It's like two, two, two kids make a genie and they throw a party. The end. <laughs> that's, that's the premise of the movie. But no, I think a diehard TV show would be actually be kind of cool. But get back to his roots. I don't need John McClane jumping out of helicopters and landing on 747s and then flying it into, you know, the World Trade Center and killing hundreds of people. I don't need that. Uh, wait, was that the plot? I don't think so. <laughs> but you get what I'm saying. Like more everyday uh, street cop just put into 
to crazy situations, but I don't need over-the-top action. I think a Die Hard series would be a badass. So that's my vote, Darth Ribbert. Die Hard. Perfect. Perfect. All right, folks. Well, that's our episode. Thank you so much for sticking with us, hearing all about that geek news of the week, the boys, and then also some Facebook questions. Definitely tune in next week because we're going to bring you more of that geek content that you love. And hopefully we'll have some new reviews that we can sexify for you and keep you keep your blood really pumping. You know what I'm saying? All right. So have yourself a great rest of your week and make sure to tune in next time. Same geek time. Same geek channel. We'll see you later. I love you. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and I do five stars. Five stars. I love you. Bye. <laughs> My wife's going to be like, why is there root beer on your legs? I'm going to be like, don't worry about it. Why are are your legs sticky? (laughs) When you were in a room by yourself for... With shop. (laughs) (laughs) If I told you podcasting's my quiet time, (laughs) don't don't ask anything. I told you to knock first. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but my legs are sticky. Good night. (laughs) Don't touch me.